Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski, and this is my husband and sidekick, Brad Barrowie. And I'm John Quatrucci. And we have a special guest this week, Drew Gould, who was the uh, one of the guys on the first podcast I ever listened to, Story Punk. It was a great hello. podcast. What? What? I said hello. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were. Gonna, I thought you were going to correct me and say that. that <laughs> no, you did a great job. Okay. Well, Drew's a, Drew's a bit of a film scholar, too. You know, got to know Kevin Casey pretty well. But let's move on to oh, what man, doing man. that route. Went there already. Wojo has brought the film to our lovely podcast. We always say bring it to the table because, Drew, this originally started around a pool table. Sure. In my basement. So we always say basement. brought to the table. So, Wojo, what's the movie you brought to the table today? I brought Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. Independent movie. What are you saying? Oh, about didn't you? No, I went. Oh, oh. I before I forget, Rojo, let me jump in. John, do you have something to say about subscriptions or? Do I, w- w- Ralph? I mean, you know, it's supposed to be an organ, an organic. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd like you to subscribe. I'd like you to go for notifications. We want more than five people watching this. It's pretty good, you know. Right. And we also, I, I, we can see here, I shortened the the uh, website here a little bit. So all you got to do is type in ykymp.com is another way to get there. Yippee Kai Mother Podcast. It's an acronym. I think that's what we call it. <laughs> so there we go. Well, that way we don't have to figure out whether it's two E's or one E on Exactly. Yippie. There you go. <laughs> so we've, a, we've solved all this. Wojo, back to you. Are you sure? 100%. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I love this movie. This movie is about a relatable yet dysfunctional family who decides that they are going to travel from Albuquerque, New Mexico to California because the daughter in the family, who's seven, um, Olive, Olive Hoover, it's the Hoovers, um, has won a place in the Little Miss Sunshine beauty pageant, which is going to be, no matter what it turned out to be, you knew it was going to be some little kind of hell. So the, the, uh, the whole story is about them primarily taking this journey and taking this trip and then the pageant itself. And it, it's just fantastic. They, they do it in an old VW bus, which is hilarious. Um, Alan Arkin won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor with this. He was so funny. Oh, John, shut up. If it, and you too, Ralph. You can roll your eyes. I'm sorry. It's- we'll talk about this later. Would you like, Rojo, before I you- want him and Kim Basher to do a movie together. Right. Before you get super <laughs> angry, would you like to see a preview or not? Yes. Uh, I'd like to see the trailer. Do you have a trailer? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what a preview is. <laughs> Says that every week. <laughs> it's a preview trailer. At least whatever. I remember Drew's podcast name. Yes, you did. <laughs> Good job, Sean. Except you thought you didn't. Oh, I got to put my glasses on. Oh, and it's the time of the Olive? week where I go. What happened? Only ten minutes. I love that. Old Dwayne, time. can you check on Frank? Tell him it's dinner time. Well, you don't talk anymore. You can talk. You just choose not to. Is that Nietzsche? You don't speak because of Friedrich Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Far out. What's that? Chicken. Every night is chicken. Dad. Holy God Almighty! Is it possible just once Dad. we could get something to eat for dinner around here that's not the damn chicken? Hey, Dad. I'm just saying. Dad. 
How did it happen? How did what happen? Your accident. <clears throat> Uncle Frank didn't really have an accident. He tried to kill himself. Why? I wanted to kill myself to because I was He's very He's unhappy. He's a sick man. He's a sick in his head now. Richard! I don't think it's an appropriate conversation for a seven-year-old. Well, she's going to find out anyway. Okay. Why were you unhappy? I fell in love with someone. <laughs> who didn't love me back? Who? One of my grad students. I was very much in love with him. Him? You fell in love with the boy? Very much so. That's silly. There's another word for that. There is a message on the machine. Something about little Mrs. Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah. What? Remember when Olive was runner-up in the regional Little Miss Sunshine? That's the girl who won had to forfeit her crown. I don't know why something about diet pills, but anyway, now she has a place in the state contest in Redondo. California. <laughs> Where's Olive? Oh! No one gets left behind! No one gets left behind! Hey, I think it came out in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Summer, yep. Well, there you go. All right, well, Joe, take it away. Well, uh, there were a couple weird things. First of all, I love this movie. I've seen this movie so many times. And I just think that I I just like the whole cast. Um, Now, when I did some research on it before coming here tonight, you know, I felt like everybody was in the right roles but there were people who were actually considered for some of these roles beforehand that I just could not have seen in the roles. I mean, Greg Kinnear um, was Richard, but they also considered Bill Murray, Alec Baldwin, Robin Williams, who I think, I think that it, no, I mean, I love Robin Williams, but I, I just couldn't see him in this role. Ray Romano and David Duchovny out of all of them. I could probably have seen David Duchovny if they had somebody else in it. But I think Greg Kinnear was just the the perfect. Um, he he's trying so hard to sell this, you know, new age the the nine steps to nine six. steps. Yeah. And one of the things I like about this is every character is so messed up and flawed. But by the end of it, you figure out that at least, you know, if you've got some people who are willing to support you. You can get through driving, you know, over a thousand miles in a VW that keeps breaking down. And when they have to push it, to keep starting it, and <laughs> they put it in gear, running yeah. along the side. Yeah. I, I just think that's hilarious. I think this movie has a lot of really good um, one-liners. Um, in fact, sadly enough, Brad and I have quoted this movie to each other many, many times <laughs> over the years. Like, um, like when... <laughs> And, um, so you and Brad have prepared material. I for them. It's not going to be like the Hudsucker proxy. We don't get <laughs> going, okay? <laughs> but since you asked, <laughs> what takes thirty years to go up, <laughs> the floor, and thirty seconds to come down? Where are you, Hudsucker? 
Okay, okay. we're done. The movie What's the that best just dress in? sidewalk in New York? Yeah. <laughs> when it's wearing Hudsucker. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. You know, for kids. All right, we're doing this <laughs> movie again. I can't believe this. <laughs> I need to in. I love it. <laughs> but I just, I just think this whole, I just, I love this whole movie, you know? And it's not usual that I love the whole movie. I know Ralph hates it because he's got that look on his face. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but I don't care anymore. Um, I think what I like about it is they're all... They're all so screwed up and they wind up during this cross, you know, state trip um, in just a couple of days accepting each other for how screwed up they are because they realize how they are all screwed up. I mean, (laughs) Alan Arkin gets thrown out of his senior living center for doing heroin. (laughs) Happens. And sleeping around. And sleeping around. And one of the- we always say to one another, "Is the got one a rope burn on it?" Uh, <laughs> what? He doesn't. He have a rope burn on it? Yes, that's what he says. <laughs> yes. Thank you for coming up with your usual sexual innuendo joke that you did. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. I'm just quoting. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but one of the things that is hilarious is when he says to Dwight, "You got to get that young stuff. You got like screw every woman you see. You got to get that young." <laughs> While and you're both under 18. Great face. It's yeah. hilarious. So I just, I just like, I like the whole movie, except I'll tell you, the, the, the pageant is so creepy. And I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know if you looked on IMDb, but some of the trivia was everyone in that pageant, except Abigail Breslin was a real pageant person. They were, <laughs> probably on that toddlers and tiaras thing and i gotta tell you that just that creeps me out i used to work on that show did you (laughs) i worked on toddlers and and they were dressed and made up like they would be in real pageants Mm -hmm. yeah which is even creepier like the tanning and everything the tanning a six-year-old getting a spray tan yeah well you know how in uh in movies there's supposed to be a character that the audience can identify with and and uh, you can watch through their eyes. And Greg Kinnear's face, watching all the different talents and things, that's one of the best examples I could think of. Because As it you feel your own, yeah, yeah, you feel your own face doing yeah. that. Because he's like, I love my daughter, but what the hell is happening? <laughs> I mean, it's a weird thing because you, 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 he's being judgmental, but he doesn't want to be too judgmental because you know these are real people, and sure. it's, it's, you know, and right. the whole point is. Not judging his daughter who right. wants to do this thing. That too, was his, so. that's what that and that's yeah. what the payoff was there. Right. Right. Well, and when and it's just hilarious and a and a um, homage back to the grandfather whose dead body they threw out. The, <laughs> they slid out the the hospital window. I just I just thought that was funny. Anyway, that, that scene was funny. Uh, when when Abigail starts doing her dance, and you realize that the grandfather has taught her one of the strippers dances that he has seen. <laughs> and she's got pull away the snap away clothes, you know, the growl, then, the growl. I, <laughs> growl. <I know. laughs> and, and the head woman who has the perfect hairdo for that, you know, the very fifties, you know, Oh yeah. She's hilarious. Um, and, and when she, you know, gets the, the host, 
to try and get her off the stage. And that's when Greg Kinnear loses it and jumps up there. And then they all start doing the dance. Oh, I, I just could not. <laughs> I just think that's great. Catharsis. What do you want from me? <laughs> no, you, you said exactly what you said, which is great. Well, that was uh, brilliant. Right yeah, you said it. exactly what you said. Okay. Boy, this all, is... uh, Drew, the other thing they do is make You couldn't have said it any other way. Uh, we're we're trying to get like people that. to watch past nine minutes, and you're okay, spinning well, out right now like at about seven, seven, seven and a half, so we're good. <laughs> Sean, you want to jump in? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brad. Uh, I would end up, I, I feel like I'm going to be cr- crushing a puppy or something. Well, uh, did Roger, was Roger Ebert, is this after Roger? Yes. Um, he Roger, gave it three and a half. He gave it three and a half stars. We chat. Okay. Yeah, Sean, would you like must to read it? Somebody, I don't have it right up here. I did have it earlier. But okay. Someone else jump in real quick, and I'll before I come back to you. Oh, well, Drew, let's go to Drew, our guest. Drew. Well, it's it's funny. My wife and I have a special relationship to this movie. It's nothing naughty, but whenever <laughs> something really awful happens, whether you know, like the last year has been rough. There's been illnesses, family deaths, things like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. anytime you turn on the news, if we just want to sort of get a a, a moment where we feel better we watch her performance in the pageant mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's so, it's so joyful and yeah. sweet and mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. But we hadn't actually watched the movie in years until last <laughs> night. And we were like, wow, this is really dark. Yeah. I don't remember these yeah. people being this yeah. awful yeah. to each other. Right. But, mm-hmm. but when we got to that scene, it, it still had the same effect on us. It was still these people, um, sort of throwing off all the things in the whole movie that have restrained them because they love this little girl. And it's, right. I mean, it's, it, it, it could be, and maybe for some of you it was the most corny, sentimental, ridiculous. It was just really sweet and it worked. And they have such a powerhouse cast, like everybody delivers in that scene. So mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, I, I'm glad I saw it again because it had been a long time, but I know next month, two months from now, something will happen and we'll throw on, her super freak dance and will smile. Well, I hope nothing happens to you or you, Drew or Kelly. That'll Thank make you. you watch it again. Thank but, you. Uh, now let's go with let's go with Ebert since he is sort of the man. The first thing we see are blue eyes of a little girl staring right at us so intently it seems like she could peer into our souls. Only she's not looking at us. The reflection in her big plastic glasses reveals she's gazing at a beauty pageant on TV. At the moment, the the winner is being crowned. She's studying this moment, rehearsing it, and rehearsing for it. Just a few seconds into Little Miss Sunshine, we know it's a movie about dreams and illusions. I'd stop looking and just read those last two words myself. We we always go to Roger, but you have a, what's your take? Well, this movie hit me at a strange time. I have a, you know, I always have an Oscar party and I have um, usually like an Oscar pool. I take the Oscars very seriously even now. And before the Oscars, I always have people over and we watch all the Oscar nominated films, you know, screeners, etc. And I remember the night I saw this film. I did not see it in the theaters. I saw a double double feature of this in the movie Babel or Babel. If any of you saw that one, the Brad Pitt movie, mm-hmm. you know, a multi-story, I forgot the director who did it, but I was growing disillusioned with independent films. You know, I loved independent films, um, eighties, the nineties, you know, there was that book, um, 
by Peter Biskin, Down and Dirty Motion Pictures, which I strongly recommend. Those book Great about book. the 70s is better. You know, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. But I, I read that book, and I had seen every film he talked about. And it shocked me that because a lot of those films were only two or three prints going around. But, you know, thank God for Baltimore. We had the Charles Theater and the Rotunda played them. So, mm-hmm. you know, I love independent films, you know, like Jim Jarmusch and things like this. But it changed independent films. And, you know, to me, you know, I, I would see during the 90s in particular, I would see between 150 and 198 films a year in the theaters. So I saw a lot of movies. 198 and, films in theaters? Yes. Here? That's a wow. pretty specific number. Well, that was my record. 198? 198, 19, wow. 1998, actually. Wow. And I wish I'd have gone to two more. That would have been so great to say I saw 200 films in the theaters. What happened? Why couldn't you? <laughs> he ran out of money. <laughs> no, he got busted for uh, steroids. I had a theater chain pass. <laughs> I had right. a theater chain pass, so I would see like six movies a weekend. I would go and stay all day and watch a bunch wow. of movies. But, you know, I was getting, you know, you see, I've seen this plot so many times. The, the, the dysfunctional group of people who come together as a family in the end to accomplish some goal. Except the twist on it this time was that they were a family. But, you know, to me it was sort of like, and also it's like, you know, you look at something like Jim Jarmusch's Mystery Train, and it's a very personal work. And you look at, like, like, what is that? Clerks, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Smith. And, you know, this is out of his life. You know, he worked there, you know. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's what I really love. That's what I like to get out of um, independent films is a idiosyncratic vision. But to me, this was just too calculating. You know, to me, I don't think this guy lived in this family. I don't think he knew these people. And that's not to say that it's not a good movie and it's not entertaining and the end isn't heartwarming. But to me, and to me, it's sort of like I've seen this plot so many times. It's not an independent film. It's a, you know, by that time after, after um, Quentin Tarantino and Pulp Fiction, all the studios, this was a Fox Searchlight film. They put together all these little studios and they were just little low-budget Hollywood films. And, you know, so I'm really holding it against my expectation of independent films. And then, you know, the, the final thing that pissed me off was the movie Babel, because it's one of the, it's the other ind- independent trope where everything goes wrong. I mean, you hate Hollywood films because they always have a happy ending. And this film had like six stories going on for those who haven't seen it. And like every story ends horribly. It's like, are you telling me? In all these stories, not one person can catch a break somewhere. It's like, you know, independent films to me were becoming as cliched as Hollywood films. So it was sort of that night that I watched these two films back to back really soured me on independent films. And as I said, it's maybe less to do with the fact that whether the quality of the film rather than my expectations and what I wanted from Sundance films, you know, films that were on the independent circuit. So, I mean, the end is very heartwarming. The girl is terrific. Everybody's perfect. But it's sort of like, hey, you know, but to me it wasn't It wasn't a personal, it didn't feel like a personal vision. It felt like, hey, it would be great if this person did this. Oh, what, what would go against that? I mean, the, the writer's great. He's done a Star Wars movie even. He's done 
some um, Pixar movies, if I'm not mistaken. This yep. is the prime kind of film to write. If you want to so, work. So, so I'm just curious. So, so your point is that an independent film has to come from the personal experience of the writer. No, just, just an independent. It just, this just seemed too calculating. It was just like deliberately quirky. What can we do to the girl? What can we do to the guy? What would be, what would be the thing? To me, it was just, it was just too calculating. Hashtag get off my lawn. Who's next? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, it was funny. And well, Joe, I think this is the first of your films that I've been down on. It was I was with you on Hudson. I'm messing with you. I don't care if you like it or not. (laughs) You know, that's the whole point of that. No, but I think I'm the only one who probably doesn't like this movie. I did like it better this time. Well, we're not done yet. (laughs) We're not done yet. And remember, just a reminder before Drew jumps back in, this was co-directed too, by the way. Yeah, and yeah. they didn't do any other features, if I'm not mistaken. I think one of them's an actor. I've seen the guy. I, I mean, they're both um, video directors. They're both, yeah, they're video directors. They did Ruby Sparks six years after this one, which was like okay. the next big independent movie that nobody saw. Mm-hmm. And they actually did a show that my wife and I really liked. Um, it was called Heiston. It was an, one of those Amazon pilots that you could vote on if you wanted them to pick it up. Oh, wow. It never got picked up. But it was about a kid who was mentally ill, and he had the, all these people in his head that he had conversations with, like Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> who they directed a lot of videos for, and Shaq, and various other people. And it was, it was sort of cut from the same independent cloth, but independent in quotes, which is, I think, what Sean is saying. And mm-hmm. like, I, I understand that. It's, it's, it's a big Fox studio movie made by people who aren't you know scrappy independent filmmakers. Right. So I, I get that. But I I don't think that makes it less authentic. For all we know, this is Michael Arndt's family. That's the screenwriter. Or it isn't. That part didn't really bother me. But you said something, Sean, about it being calculated. The first, I watched this on Blu-ray last night. The first trailer was one of the ultimate examples of calculated independent filmmaking, which was for Napoleon Dynamite. And oh, yeah. I, like, we're really weird. Look how weird we are. Oh my gosh, we're so quirky. And I just, I have such little patience for that. Like, if you're really weird, that's cool. But it's, we were going to try to make a, a movie where everything is quotable, all that kind of stuff. This movie, Sean, I mean, Little Miss Sunshine is like a screenwriter's dream. It has three exact acts and everything. Yeah. It's like, let's have, oh, let's have a, a chicken. Let's go on a road trip. Let's have a beauty pageant. We're done. Yeah. No, I'm, structurally, it's sound. The characters all have very nice arcs. I mean, I, I knew it was going to happen um, at the second the movie started, you know. I mean, as soon as you introduce the characters, you know. The only thing that I didn't predict was the the colorblindness. I mean, that kind of came out of the blue. And it happened just because the girl happened to pick up this thing. Oh, look, a vision test, you know, when they were well, the again, okay. Writing, right? No. Okay. John? Um, I liked this when I saw it the first time with Chevy Chase and Vacation. Oh, you just stole my thunder. And I liked it a lot better than the Hudsucker Proxy. This is, this is an homage to Vacation. <laughs> but let me tell you. everything better no, than the Hudsucker Proxy. I had never seen this movie before. Really? Yeah, just, I'm it's just not a movie that I would go see. So wow. I didn't know what to expect. So uh, I really did enjoy it. I, I 
you know, everyone being dysfunctional, everybody being dysfunctional was a little much for me. But that one scene at the beginning where they're eating the chicken, that takes about 20 minutes. And it kind of explains everybody's quirkiness at that point. Mm -hmm. And that, that reminds me so much of when we were kids having dinner around the table. Yeah. It reminded me of that. And for me. Grandpa uh, owned I, heroin. Uh, Alan Arkin was great, but. I don't see him as an Academy Award-winning performance. Now, having said that, I looked at who else was up for it. It was Mark Wahlberg, Eddie Murphy, Jackie Earl Haley, and uh, Juman Hunsu. Um, and I, I think the only one I saw was The Departed. Um, but it's like Kim Bassinger last week. I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was Oscar-winning. I think that was mm-hmm. a thank you for your lifetime work. Uh, it was flashy. But everybody was good. But I thought the girl was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the expressions on her faces at different points, she even was that great. scene, it was just her and the grandfather in the bedroom yep. and she started to doubt it and, she's and the look on her face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, what made it for me was I did, cause I'd never seen it. I knew something was going to happen with the routine at the end, but I had no idea what it was going to be because <laughs> I saw the top hat. I saw the old right. man teaching her. So I'm thinking it's going to be some kind of vaudeville thing. So then she shows up with the, with the red tie and the vest. And I had no idea what was going to happen. So when she did the striptease, I couldn't stop laughing. I just thought it was hilarious because it was not what I was expecting to happen. Mm-hmm. And the looks on everybody's faces, you know, they're all getting up and leaving. And then the family says, you know, Except we're going to get California. She liked it. Well, well, yeah, she, she was yeah. hilarious. But she was so weird parts of that the scene little girl with the args, you know. Um, and I thought the announcer, the MC, was hilarious because he was such a bad singer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> creepy. And yeah, could they creepy. have made him and, look more plastic? Oh, well, but that was the guy funny. was frightening. <laughs> that's what he was basing it on somebody that's real. Right. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was funny, and there were real funny scenes. You know, when the cop pulls him over and they think you're going to discover the body. <laughs> now he's into the magazines. I thought that was funny when they're Runs hauling out the window. The way the wife all of a sudden says, "Yeah, okay, let's do it," like like that, and now they're keeping <laughs> him out the window. I thought that was really funny. So, so I, the first half I would say was a little slow for me, but then it really mm-hmm. got funny. And that last scene, I was just laughing throughout the whole scene because I totally wasn't expecting that. So mm-hmm. uh, I really enjoyed it. it. It was really well done, and everyone was good in it. But I think that girl was unbelievable. The, the, I, I think I don't know how old she was. She made it. Was she seven when she did it? I think she was seven or eight. Um, Actually, I think she was closer to 10. Oh, she was closer to 10. But she had also been in um, M. Night Shyamalan's Sign. I, I read that, but I hadn't seen her she in that. She was great in that, too. Yeah, she's great. I, I, I was just incredible. And I think she was younger then. Yeah. She anchored the movie. She's I mean, older than that now. And, and the headphone scene where, he's, where the grandfather's talking about the statutory rape and, yeah. and all the stuff he was saying. She was actually listening to yeah. They didn't want her to hear anything, so she had music playing in there so he could do whatever, riff whatever he wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, my wow. turn. My turn. Oh, now, John, well, you John, hate it. <laughs> no, no. John completely oh. stole my thunder because as I was watching this last night, I realized this is just an homage to Vacation. National Lampoon's Vacation. Dysfunctional family goes cross-country in a crazy car with a dead grandparent in the back. Cop, He gets pulled over because they drag the dog along, but he gets... Greg oh, gets you know, I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, he ends up with the pornography in the back, and Dean, what's his name, from 
because uh, Dean bad. was in this, and and um, we didn't even Brian talk Cranston. about Brian yeah, Cranston, Norris. agent, right? Mm. It, this is an homage to Vacation. All right, as I'm watching it, you know I hate backstory, right? Yes. I love that we just drop in on this family at dinner, and it's all this crazy stuff going on. That Dwayne can't uh, take a virus silence. The brother who tried to kill himself because uh, some guy left him for somebody else he was competing against. The second, the United States second, second foremost. foremost. That's right. Prost, right? <laughs> the nine steps that John, you could talk about this being a guy who goes oh, up wow. in front of people. And Been there, done that. John, John does the same thing Greg Kinnear does, gets up in front of people and <laughs> teaches them how to do stuff. I hated Greg Kinnear through this whole mm-hmm. movie. I hated him. I thought he was an a-hole. Yep. He just the way he was making his daughter feel fat about getting the ice cream. Oh yeah. Oh god, that scene. Oh, I thought he was he was great in the role, but yeah, I hated his character. Right. He played it well. He was a dick. And he he was. And everybody hated him. Everybody hated him in the family, right? So if all this is building, I'm like, I don't understand why I'm watching this. These guys are all. And then that that scene happens at the end where she does her act. And I got to admit, I teared up because it's like the Aww. family came together. Yep. The dad gets up there and, and he starts it. Even the guy with the mustache playing the music, right? He was the only good guy that, right. that they met. Yeah. From mm-hmm. The whole thing. The guy who let him was quitting. in. Right. Yeah, he was quitting. The, the, <laughs> movie, the movie won me with that scene at the end because I didn't like even Dwayne with the whole, you're right, the whole colorblindness thing and why he was reacting the way he, it just seemed like. Writers going, this is going to be cool. We'll have a guy who doesn't talk and then freaks out because he can't be in the, he can't fly jets or whatever. We got the brother who's gay who's going to kill himself because of cliche, cliche, cliche. And then at the end, it's just like, okay, I'm buying in totally because everybody gets up. <laughs> then as they're driving away, I'm like, wait a minute, they're still bankrupt. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the grandfather's dead. The kid's but we not don't see go, what happens after that. <laughs> the, the kid's still going to be pissed off because he's colorblind and can't get in the service. Uh, the only one that won the movie was the little girl. And she, she won. She won, and she was fabulous. Fabulous. But she knows so, she knows that beauty contestants can eat ice cream. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Miss America said, <laughs> yeah. so I like chocolate, whatever she said. So yeah. I just couldn't get vacation out of my head while I was watching <laughs> You know, you know, I hadn't even thought of that. Too now I need to go back and watch Vacation. Yeah. Oh, oh that's oh. Great on, right down to the cop pulling him over. It's also like, um, you ever see Lost in America with Albert? Oh, yeah. oh that's <laughs> great. Our nest egg. Our nest egg. Same thing. It's dysfunctional, <laughs> and then people pull him over, and he gets because he likes. Uh, I forget. Easy the Rider. Easy Rider. The cop lets him go. Yeah. It's, I think these guys have seen all these movies, and it just comes out now that the hook was the little girl. Right. Abigail Breslin yeah. was insanely good. And yeah. you're right. The scene mm-hmm. with the grandfather in the hotel room, she just killed it. Yeah. Because she was aching for him to say she's beautiful and he was doing it. She's crying. And I knew he was going to pass away. You knew when he went in the bathroom mm-hmm. that that was going to be it. Um, but are she was cry- just. Are you crying now, Ralph? I no, looks I'm like cool. a little bit. It's, wow. It's, 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 it's moving. There's no, no crying dusty. in movie review. Oh, no, 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 it's dusty. Very I'm dusty. There's crying. no crying in Yippie Kaye podcast. <laughs> it's it's dusty no in this room. It's dusty. I cried uh, when know, I saw but, Hudsucker okay. Proxy. Listen, they tried all these, like, like the quirky, the door falling off. And I know you love them running with the truck, the, the, the van, right, and all that stuff. 
him riding the moped on the highway to go see his brother. That was funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny. You know what? It was like it was like funny because they wrote it. It's supposed to be funny, right? That's that's the thing. But Robert Redford wrote a wrote a moped in three days of comedy. Yeah, but that was cool as shit. That was different. <laughs> different thing. He wasn't trying to be funny. That's just what he wrote. So anyway, those are my thoughts. I thought I don't know how you can make riding a moped cool, but okay. <laughs> Redford did it. Redford you ever did see it. Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. 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 Okay. That was, well, that was pretty funny. Well, it's That's a lot of things. It's not cool, but it's a lot of. I wouldn't say yeah. cool. It's cool. Yeah. Right. It's funny. It's funny. Anyway, funny. so I, uh, John, you killed my thunder. The vacation. I was going to drop this whole theory about how vacation. Well, I am a little bit more clever than you, so you might be. <laughs> Actually, so anyway, so I do motivational speaking. So when I saw him speaking in front of six people, I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I've been there. <laughs> Except I don't use OPEC projectors like he was using. You know, I was going to say, was it was it flashback at any point? Oh my god, it, it hasn't happened often, but it's happened, and I'm like, I, you know, he's up there thinking I'm a winner, I'm a winner, and there's five people out there. I know. <laughs> well, now let me ask this: Was Tony Collette's character supposed to be the only, other than other than the little girl? Tony Collette seemed to be the. Now she was a bit of a control freak, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Was she supposed to be us? And she really cried when her daughter's head got knocked off by the um, telephone pole. <laughs> so that was, I love Tony Collette. Uh, oh, that was oh yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She often plays an inadequate mom, like in uh, Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's amazing, but she's not a good mom. It's an amazing yeah. performance. But at the <laughs> right. end, she's not you a good mom. Right. Well, I love that she makes that right. whole chicken oh, yeah. dinner and the salad. You have to eat the salad. That's the only right. thing she cares about. Is eating the well, salad. She was the most normal out of them all. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think she was supposed to be us in this movie? Like, no, the girl was us. You think we the girl was us? Really? The, the film, you, you know, Colette doesn't drive the film. The girl drives. No, that's true. No, I'm not. I understand the girl drives the film, but yeah. she. Uh, but Tony she drives Ford's the family was, sticking together. What was her name? Cheryl? Was it Cheryl? I forget. Cheryl. Her Cheryl. Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Um, she's all this stuff's happening. Her, her husband's going bankrupt. Her brother tried to kill himself. The mm-hmm. grandfather's living in the house, dropping f bombs, talking about sex to the kid. <laughs> so she seems like the one that's supposed to be. And and she's the one that finally she's the one that finally gets up. She's the last one to dance. Remember, yeah. She gets up and mm. except for the guy, woo, that guy. That, <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about him. The guy. Awesome. I was gonna say that's definitely us. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was us. Yeah, we were the. Like Greg Kinnear, he doesn't want to hear him. Yeah, whatever, whatever. That he's he's. Is this your home. first time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I um, but all this stuff's happening around her and. Anyway, I just found her character to be. I think she was supposed to be us in the movie. Um, okay then. <laughs> my, that's my theory now, uh, on the vacation. I will say Conspiracy. that I did. I, I want to reiterate that the end of the film won me over. You know, somewhat. You know, it, mm-hmm. the the girl is just so good. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and it, it's a great scene. And then the well, movie when she swings her hair around. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, she went growls. for it. She went for it. I love when she does the spinning and then she stops and she has to kind yeah, of. She's dizzy. <laughs> dizzy. Yeah, yeah. I think the the movie also offers, I think, another sort of acting treasure. Like you know, Abigail Breslin was amazing in Signs. If you hadn't seen it and this was the first time you saw her, she's amazing. If she'd mm-hmm. won the Oscar that she got the nomination for, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. It was she was very mm-hmm. good. But this was, I think this was the first movie where I saw someone that I like, but it's Steve Carell. Wow, you can really act. 
because yeah. he wasn't funny in many things. Because then, then the well, next remember, the next movie he did was Dan in Real Life, and he did all these like he can really he can really act. And I've always just he's one of those people that I felt warmly to. But he was you know he was forty year old virgin. He was Bruce Almighty. Right. He was Brick Tamlin in the Anchorman movies. But right. I really like his pain in this movie. Yeah. I didn't need I didn't need he's the scene where he ran into his. They didn't boyfriend. want to cast him. Yeah. Oh really? Wow! They didn't want to cast because him because they thought he wasn't big enough. He yeah, wasn't. Right. Who was he? And the forty-year-old starting. That's right. Forty-year-old virgin came out. And the forty-year-old virgin came yeah. out, and boom! And that, you know, after Sundance, that's when Fox Searchlight bought the rights to distribute the film. Okay, it, it was kind of serendipitous that in the middle of. Uh, the desert, he goes into a gas station that his old boyfriend shows up. Yeah, I, I didn't need that yeah. scene. Yeah, that, that, that was a little I contrived. Was, yeah, yeah I want to mention that. The one thing that seemed false, yeah. the whole, the whole mm-hmm. you know, creepy boyfriend mm-hmm. beeping on the way out, right? The guy that was mm-hmm. his above him, number one, pro guy, or and he was mm-hmm. yeah. below yeah. him. And that is number one. That would be me. Eating. Yeah. Right. Well, I also have... I also have that if you think about the scene where he walks into the convenience store, I don't know. I'm not going to apologize for loving these movies. I don't know if you guys have seen the Magic Mike movies. Yeah. But I Magic Mike. Well, I the saw fir- the first the, one. The, what's funny is the second one is actually the movie you thought the first one was going to be because the first one's very good, but it's also much more serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the second one is just a really funny road trip movie. And there's mm. a scene where one of the strippers goes into a convenience store station, uh, gas station with a very dour clerk. And they say, just make her, make her smile. And it's just the filthiest, funniest, most ridiculous <laughs> scene. And watching Steve Carell walk in there with his wrists about so I was like, Oh, this isn't that kind of movie. It's not yeah. going to be that kind of scene. <laughs> well, that, yeah, was, that was actually one of the scenes I didn't need. Like you said, it, it was a little like, but oh, it was wow, funny he when he was trying to, it. he was trying to block the magazines. That was right, right. Exactly. <laughs> And I did like that he bought buns and guns. And he and he he's talking to the in. guy and he just yeah. goes, Buns and ammo. Yeah. moves over. Buns so and guns. Buns and, guns. Buns and guns and a slushy. Right. <laughs> he almost forgot the slushy. That's right. Like the, the cop was all into all the magazines until he... Yeah, that was funny. Gets, now he's pissed off. What? And they're talking under the... Yeah, you like that stuff, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, that's, oh, that's God bless good, you, sir. God, God bless you. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think also, like you know, I mean, being gay in a movie was a bigger deal in 2006 than it is yeah. in 2020. Absolutely. And so for him to, for Steve Carell to be honest about his character and for a little girl to react honestly, but it's not a negative thing. Right. And for the cop to be like, hey, that's, that's your thing. You're good. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't a problem. He wasn't right. insulting him or anything. It was sometimes you, you, you watch these movies that are not that old and it feels like a bit of a time capsule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as oh, this is this mm-hmm. is what we thought, which isn't good or bad. It's just what we thought and how we look well, at it. And I, I think when Abigail Breslin said, when Steve Carell says, "Well, I, I cared for this student, and he didn't care back for me," and she said, "A boy, yeah. <laughs> you liked a boy," and he said, "Yes, I did," and she says, "That's silly. She, that's <laughs> gross. That's disgusting. You know what I mean?" Yeah, it's, it was it was real. But there's another <laughs> word for it yeah. too. The kitchen right. table scene to me is the scene of the movie. Now I get that. Well, it's the, a ten-minute scene. It, it, it's sort of like I, I mean, I'm not putting down the writer. I, I think it's calculating, but that's a master class and having a long scene in one location that changes the center of gravity and keeps itself interesting. 
It's a, you know? And it, it sets the whole movie up. And, well, it introduces you know, every character in their right. quirk, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it Except did. one of the things, and this was, we were talking about this earlier before, because I actually, I actually took notes on old paper, old fashioned stuff. Um, <laughs> But what we're talking about is the one disappointing thing is while Tony Collette is good in the movie, see? Oh, I don't, no, Sean, you don't count. That's, no, this is. <laughs> give him the business because he brought me on because I think I guilted them into the fact that they had, oh, we represent every generation and they had all guys. And I said, um, you don't have any women. <laughs> so, well, Hassan. They just, they just, well. <laughs> Hassan definitely represented women. I'm not saying, yeah, he definitely was, yes. Anyway, go ahead. Um, no, I completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, okay. So Toni Collette, she's, I, I like her in the movie. She's good, but we don't find out what she does. No, good, right. We find out very much about her as a person other than, okay, yeah, she is a bit of a control freak, but everyone else is so out there and quirky and we just don't get much well, um, she had a name tag on when she walked in the house, and I couldn't tell what it was. But when uh, she first walks into the house, she had a name tag on. Because I said to Brad, what did she do as a job? And yeah. he said, I think she was a stay-at-home mom. And I said, no, mm-hmm. home chicken. You know what I mean? And, and I, yeah, she was coming back from work. The scene, yeah. Yeah, with, right. and that's when she gets a call about her brother. She's calling the husband about the brother. Right. right. That's just, we just drop right into this thing, and we're already – that's what I meant about no backstory, which is great, but – yeah, mm-hmm. I have no idea what she did. Well, That's why I felt like she was more. The backstory that I just learned afterwards is that, you know, Paul Dano is is a church out from a first marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I didn't. Re- I don't know if that was expressed in the movie. If it yeah, was. There yeah, was a line when he when he has his breakdown at, in the desert. There, he gets up and he goes divorce. He points at his mother. Goes yeah. divorce, mm-hmm. bankrupt, heroin addict. You know, he does that whole. Yeah, but thing. she. But he also had, mentioned at the ta- or when they were at the kitchen table. I think she mentioned. She that, did. She said she. Oh, he spent time with to his see dad. his father in yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I missed that. Yeah, I, I wrote it down in my notes, but I don't have my paper yeah. with me. And by the way, he is fabulous in that. Oh Brian yeah, playing the young Brian Wilson. He is fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a great movie. Well, that breakdown scene was great when he yeah when he left the bus and was screaming. I thought that was great. Well, and the way it ended was great, too. I mean, his sister came out, yeah. put an arm on him, right. and he was like, way, right? all right, let's 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 go do what we need to do because right. I love yeah. you, too. And it was yeah. just really sweet yeah. and subtle. From that and, moment, from that, great. yeah, that. That was actually a small moment with him and her, which is out of kind of out of place in the movie. And then he picks yep. her up on the way up the hill right. thing, yep. and, you know, mm-hmm. you can see the love there. And they're half-brother and sister, right, because – She's she's uh, Greg Kinnear's and Tony Collette's daughter. He's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well. Then he wants to protect her at the end. He doesn't want her going on stage. And that was yep. yeah. Right. That was good. They all. But boy yeah. oh boy, that's right. The ending of this movie, I think, made the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. I think that's if you're going. Well, when they walk into the doors and it's like five seconds pass, and then they come right back out. I was like, oh my god, that was so funny. Yeah. After seeing all those freaks up there. Well, I remember first seeing, you know, I didn't know that these pageants took place, um, but it was ages ago when the John Bonet Ramsey thing. Oh, yeah. That's the first time I knew anything about these kind of pageants. And personally, I just think they're really creepy. I mean, it just, just from the spray tans to the extra hair that they put on these girls to, if they, if they lose a tooth, they have, they give them flippers. Do you know what they are? It's like it's like um, 
like, for example, I had to get an implant, a front tooth implanted. So you have to walk around for like a couple months without a front tooth because they stick a screw in your head. So um, this is the healthcare part portion. <laughs> um, but they give you sponsors. a flipper that you can wear when you go out. So it's, it looks just like your tooth. You pop it in. Oh, it's like a piece of wood almost. That it's not your tooth. Huh? <laughs> It's like a little piece of wood almost. Right? Or plastic, whatever. Plastic. Or if you were my late Aunt Edna, um, you'd just stick a chiclet up there. That's, what <laughs> That's crazy. Who'd do that? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I can't comment on these youthful beauty pageants. It could affect my employment. Did you guys ever see the movie? I don't know the name, but Steve's on and somebody played two guys who were running. Yes, Happy, Happy Texas. Texas. That right. is another right. one of our and favorite. They end movies. up running one of these pageants, right? Oh, yeah. that one. Yeah. Well, what about the really classic good. kid pageant film from the seventies? Smile. Never saw it. Never, Never saw, saw it. it. I haven't seen that one either. I Classic. mean, these are real people they used. Yeah, those are real yeah. little girls. And wow. I dated a girl used. whose mother owned a dance academy. And they used to do these pageants, and I used to work the lights at them. And uh, it was pretty representative. But I'll tell you, the people are all in on it. They don't look at it. They don't oh, look I at know. It at all. Oh, absolutely. Well, I don't, I don't think the movie makes fun of them either. No, no, I no. I think no, the, no, movie, no. the movie acknowledges it's definitely its own thing. I, and the reaction yeah, yeah, of yeah, I don't to it is. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't you know, say I mean, they don't make fun of it at all, because well, I think they do a little bit. But I think they make think fun of the fair. adults. Yeah, yeah, they, the the, definitely yeah. the guy, the MC guy singing. Yeah. They made fun yeah. of him. Greg Kinnear with his little eyebrow. You're right. He was us looking at these guys, going, "Come on, this is nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be watching." Well, this. it was a progression as it started to go along. It kept getting his face kept getting worse right. and worse. <laughs> <laughs> How about the guy next to him with the earpiece? That was great. That's what I'm saying. He oh was, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, about time. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, again, I was hesitant, hesitant, hesitant. And then it got me at the end. So, yeah. And that's, that has to do with her. I love uh, the grandfather, Alan Orkin, who I've been You think watching he deserved forever. the Academy Award for that? No, I don't. I, I would rather have uh, Mark Wahlberg deserved it for uh, his thing Departed. in Departed. But, what but, was you know, Mark Wahlberg Departed. 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 Oh. Departed. That's right. Departed. 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 Yeah. He drove the car. He drove. He shot right. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does everyone else think? I'd like to hear what everyone else thinks. Do you think he deserved the Oscar? Well, I think he deserves an Oscar. No, I don't know whether it was for with, that. I would the say the Russians that, are coming. The Russians are coming. Yeah, I think good. so I often, like, like John had said earlier, so often people are given Oscars not necessarily for the movie they should get the Oscar for. Yeah, lifetime achievement. And what do we always think of with that? Yeah. Be, oh, for for sure. a that movie. One, one, one. Hated that movie. And, and yeah, but he, you said you wanted to go with next. Huh? Ralph said he wanted to go with that one next. <laughs> <laughs> Scent of a woman? No. That's not on my list. Hey, Drew, I do want to tell you one thing. Yeah. We have four in the can that aren't out yet. We still have to get out. One is the counselor. We were talking about that. Oh, good. And one oh, I brought that out? everyone hated, the haunting. One that Wojo brought that everyone liked. UHF and also oh, the witch. I wish I was on that one. Which I was UH- on the podcast for that one UHF. in the room in is UHF is UHF the one where um, Stanley screams, yes. "You want a taste from a fire hose?" Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Weird out. Conan Weird the out. librarian. Yeah. Did I not put the counselor out? No. Huh. I wonder why. Which because- is fine because the only thing I refer to in that movie is 
Cameron Diaz screws the front of a. Of, she has sex with a Lamborghini. It's Talk so about disgusting. screenwriting, yeah. With the windshield. With the windshield. Right? It's so. Well, it's, it's connected to a Lamborghini, so There's I just say sex with a Lamborghini. I don't care if it's a windshield or whatever. Well, but you have to be able to see it. It wouldn't be as exciting if it was like, you know, the hood. Now I'm telling you guys. <laughs> that, I, I, I don't know why you keep doing that. For but. kids! <laughs> right. Okay, I, I I thought I put that out, but I'll have to double check the archives. See what I got to do. So. I like. We're trying to encourage people to watch this. <laughs> All right, Drew. So the way we I rate these, we were encouraging people to make fun of Ralph. Let me explain. That's well. That's, all that's we do. just a given. Make fun of the host. When did you dress up? Oh, we weren't do. Did you have um? Slapshot. Shot when you dressed up. Dressed up. That was my Friday night green leisure suit. I'm not dressing up. <laughs> That's my casual wear. That's his night out. (laughs) Uh, Drew, the way we rate these movies is yippee-ki-yay or yippee-ki-nay, okay? Okay. Since our podcast is called yippee-ki, whatever it is. So, Sean, what's your rating, Sean? I'm going to go in order of uh, what I think is going to happen. Sean? But I'm going to – other people seem to enjoy it, so – Yippee-ki. Oh, don't, oh, don't, don't do that. Wow, he's don't such a that. generous human being. Um, don't pity us. <laughs> wow. Pity you're us. so you're so complex. Your you're so complex, Sean. <laughs> um you like I'm it. I'm gonna talk about every I, other independent liked, movie I've ever seen. I like the last fifteen minutes of the movie. It complicated so for like forty-five minutes. Oh, so it's yippee-ki-yay! This would be easier to put into barrels than a thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, barrels is just stupid. <laughs> it was okay, right. Well, no, no, okay. If it's five barrels, is seriously, the best. how many yellow you barrels would you give this? From? What? Well, how we many can't yellow use stars. Stars are taken. Oh, I understand that. I get. That. I would have given it. I would have given it three, two and a half out of five. You know, two and a half barrels. So that's a yippee ki meh. Okay, John. John, what's your I will rating? Say I, I get hated it the first time. I just not yellow it. barrel rating. When I first saw it. I, hate I give it. it a yippee ki. Oh, are you doing? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Should I throw some yeah, music? I don't have Oh, I was doing the dance. I got you. Wow, from now on, I'm picking, I'm picking movies with a dance sequence because I <laughs> see that. Did you Every uh, pull time, a hamstring while you doing that? I can guarantee we'll get new subscribers. Started dancing next? <laughs> uh, Drew? Well, if you want a dance movie, I mean, obviously Magic Mike is the way to go. For I, You know, I saw uh, Magic Mike do. when it came out in a movie theater. I was uh, one of three guys in the place. I was going to say, how many other guys were there? <laughs> three guys. It was awesome. That movie yeah. is great. That it's was great another movie. career I had, but they, I was called Johnny Diamond back then. <laughs> well, we, all, we all had to pay for school one way or the other. It happened. Right. That's right. <laughs> and I went to a community college, so it was cheap. <laughs> Drew, I, would, I, would definitely, I think that's I like would, the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> here. I, would, I would definitely give it a yippee kaye. Um, All right. I think it's. I think it's a. It's just a good movie. Yeah. It hits a lot of. Like I told you, why it was special with that last scene. Another thing about the movie is, uh, I think family is what you do, not just what you are. And this is about a bunch of people who are related. Who at the end, they really do come together and act like a family. And it's very yeah. sweet and very real. And so it's definitely a yippee kaye for me. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to move out of the house because they don't have any money. But I agree. Yeah. With I'm, yeah, gonna sure. go, I'm gonna go before Wojo because I know what she's gonna do. But I agree with Drew. You know, the cynicism in me is like, 
the cynic in me is like, okay, this, this is too cliche, blah, blah, blah. But John, you said something tonight, today, that, that if, if we show the videotapes of our Thanksgivings that we videotaped every Thanksgiving, it would be that family, right? The Sprite yeah. bar being passed around, the crazy grandfather sitting in the corner, everybody's ignoring, but listening to. <laughs> so, and, and, and that table scene at the beginning and then the scene at the end just sold me. Uh, so I say yippee Kaye. I just thought I threw away all this, the cynical stuff that I had and I just thought it was a great movie. Wow. Wow. I'm shocked. I know. It's this, the scene that I, when I see a family come together like that and support that girl, kills me every time. Yep. Every time. Yep. yep. So well, I, I'm sure you know I hated this film. As you I can see that. We <laughs> <laughs> give it a yay. Nice. What about nice. Brad? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they yeah said, there you go. I think it was also a really great soundtrack, too. I love the soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's good. Yeah. And see, we saw this movie. I mean, unlike Sean, we've never seen 198 movies in a year. But um, when we were selling our, our former house, we had to be out of the house every weekend for 10 weekends because we literally had, or was it eight? No, it was eight weekends. We had eight open houses because we were, you know, determined we had to sell our townhouse to move where we are now. So we had to get, we boarded the dogs. I joke with my vet that he probably went to the Caribbean, you know, with his whole family on, on us. Um, and my stepfather was alive and living with us at the time. And the three of us, we just went out to the movies and we saw 10 movies in eight weeks. That's a lot for us, like at the theater. And this was one of the 10. Which theater? Which theater? Um, White Marsh, AMC. Okay. All right. Quickly, name the other nine. Lowe's, then. What are the other nine movies? In order. <laughs> In order, I can't do. Um, we saw Waitress. We saw Z- the Z- um, Zodiac. Right. Oh, these are good Classic. movies. Um, do, did we see Juno? Mm-hmm. That was around then, wasn't it? That I sounds can, about right, yeah. I remember is music when we, and lyrics. we saw Music and Lyrics at the Senator because we came home and it had snowed. Mm-hmm. We walked out of the movies and it had snowed. Um but I remember when we were going to see Waitress, it was like toward the end of the eight weeks. Brad said, what's this movie about? I said, I have no idea. Carrie Russell's in it. We're going to see <laughs> what it was about. Um, I, uh, a little serious a question, well, Joe. Did you have to stop this movie halfway to explain to Brad what was going on? Or did he... <laughs> was he all right? I, I make outlines for him. Okay, you know, good. Yeah. Well, this was, uh, I think it's a good, a good movie, good choice. Now, you know, especially with what's everything going on out there in the world, to have a little yeah. bit of Abigail Breslin doing a strip tease. <laughs> John, reminding us we need to That's subscribe. That's graphic ever. No, we're subscribed. Other people need to subscribe. So. We, um, we Drew, do you have a podcast you want? subliminal messaging at all. <laughs> Mojo, do you have something? Is there somebody coming up down the road that might oh. be interesting for people? Yes. To? Big we news, big confirmed. news. We have our first celebrity guest who will be joining us, and that will be on July 20. Well, we're recording it the week of um, July 20th. So We don't know when it'll come out. You'll see it. Yeah, who knows? Because Ralph. The day after. Knows. Um, but it's going to be actor Lou Diamond Phillips, and we're going to be talking with him about his movie, The 33. Yippee Kaye Mother Podcast exclusive, I think. Nice. Yeah. Yes, it is. Boom. Wait, I got to throw a little. Can I do this a little applause? See if I can do this. 
Why don't we just applaud? <laughs> well, there you go. We're going old school. Get to know. I would hey, never try to uh, promote anything. No. So I do have my book that on the screen behind. I, I've noticed. <laughs> Drew, do you have a podcast you do? Or I know. I don't currently have a podcast. I'm actually working on one, and I will be delighted to share that with you when it's ready to go. I'm actually in the middle of moving. Um, oh. I'm sitting oh, in my. Then you need sitting... my book. Oh, there we go. I won an award. I there won we go. An award well, for major this award. Book. Yes, I... a major award. It is called "Next Time I Move, They'll Carry Me Out in a Box." That's how I feel. So, Never moving again. No, I will tough. give yeah, you a stuff. copy of this. That's what I I'm hoping this, this after move I is. I gave a speech. I gave a seminar. I won this. <laughs> you can see that. Nice. Very so, nice. I just want to thank everybody since we're my, talking uh, about our My major awards on the website, you need to check it out to see what that one is, okay? And can go, I note one to- thing? Major awards? Yes, yeah. please, Drew, go ahead. First of all, is thank you very much for having me. Thanks for really coming on. This. You were great. And it was great to meet you guys, and maybe one day we can actually meet in person when that sort of thing is allowed again. Yeah. Obviously, we won't shake hands or anything because no. that's too dangerous. <laughs> but we'll be able to be in the same space. Don't even get, yeah. don't even get near also, me. I don't know if uh, if you don't if you don't want to leave this in, then you don't have to. But um, there was a big Baltimore bit of film history news this week. Uh, David E. Gluck died. Does that ring any bells? No. Yeah, none of us knew who he was until uh, his parents died, and then he admitted he was in Pink Flamingos. And then he just died at the beginning of the month, and his wife was given permission to say he is the singing asshole in uh, Pink Flamingos. <laughs> lip sync. Um, what's that song? Uh, Surfing Bird in that movie. Oh, so a little bit of a Baltimore trivia. movie legend wow. has, uh, has, has passed uh-huh. on. So He was oh, one of the most famous assholes in town. <laughs> you, you really brought I could it. say really something here, but I will not. <laughs> Asolo mio. This okay. is a very uh, local. Uh, we have a very Baltimore-centric podcast, it turns out. So that's good news. That's not yeah, good news, but that is interesting that news. Boss, Thank man. you, Drew. You're yes, very sir. welcome. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Guys, uh, next week, we don't know what the movie is, but... Uh, I'm sure. Who, who's going to pick the movie? I say, why don't we take a look at our top ten list like I ask every week. We keep, and see Joe, if there's a movie has from, not sent the I list. I printed out your stupid top ten list. What about oh, your list? Where's your list? yours yet? We want oh, yours. All right, I'll get a list together. Thank you. Okay, good. All right. And out of that, we'll call <laughs> and, it together. Yeah, and, if there's any common movies, we'll pick one from okay. there. Sounds good. Excellent. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Have a safe week, and we'll see you on the next one. Right. Next week, John, you want to dance it out? I hate you. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Luke. I'm sorry.